Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. And welcome to Kirsty Bridie's Comfort Zone. I just call us Kirsty Bridie. Kirsty Bridie's Comfort Zone. We've reached our final form now. We finally combined. I'm and so is she. <laughs> and together, this is the Comfort Zone. Welcome. But despite the fact that our brains have now merged into one, we're not going to dive into our brain today. No, oh. we have. Yeah, fresh brain. We have a guest. We do have a guest. So you may know this guest from such things as the, well, just uh, just everything. Like, everything. Uh, to be honest, the new guest is frustratingly talented mm-hmm. and very good at everything. And oh, you got We're already in- <laughs> angry about him now. So. <laughs> He's gone. He's Let's out. get him yeah, on. We've changed our mind. We don't want a guest. <laughs> God damn this guy. We <laughs> don't want that fresh brain. Get him out of here. <laughs> it's too fresh. We need yeah. our old dirty, rotting brains. <laughs> but welcome to Comfort Zone, Tom Bates. Hello, it's me, fresh brain Tommy B. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for that lovely intro, both. It was very nice. Oh, you're very welcome. You feel um, scared or flattered? <laughs> Am I scared or flattered, did you say? Yeah, where, where on the scale are you? I, I would say a healthy mix of both. I think... Being flattered only works if there's an edge of scaredness to it. So I'm like, yes, feeling the perfect balance right now of totally flattered and totally terrified. Splattered. Oh, that's good. I'm splattered. Flared. <laughs> totally and utterly splattered. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. So a little while ago, you mentioned that you had had a dream and it was a... Chaotic dream. An adventure. Ooh. A multi-layered... Cake of of dream cake like an onion. <laughs> it was an oniony dream cake, um, and it was it was one of those ones which I was slightly ill. It happened. Um, do, you, do you want me to just dive in, or is is this? How do you want me to do it? Do you want me to just dive straight into it? Well, before we before we jump in, yeah. I'm like how do you sleep at night? How do you um, <laughs> do you normally have dreams, or is this quite a rarity for you? I, I definitely am a dreamer. Um, I like I, I, I do I do dream. Um, a lot of the time, it's not like crazy. A lot of the time, I have dreams where I wake up and I'm like, "Oh my god, thank god that was a dream!" Because I just destroyed my life. 
Um, oh no, you know, <laughs> things things will happen where yeah. it's like anxious, anxious. Oh my god, yes. how did I do that? And I'm relieved to be awake. Um, yeah, but often I don't remember them. Um, I, obviously, I think if I'd write them down, I, I would. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say like. I, so what I had was something coming onto this podcast. I was I was thinking about dreams, you know, and and I was like, in my past, I the, 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 I have some dreams that stick out in my head from when I was a kid. Ooh, like, yeah. I have like these. I used to. I guess they're recurring dreams, but I used to think of them as like finishing dreams because when i was a kid i would have any old random dream and then it would mm-hmm. always finish with like one or two of the <gasps> same mini oh, dream oh that's interesting yes i used to get that no yeah. way really so yeah so yeah. mine were like i had a pretty boring like well they were both pretty boring but like it would be i'm running around a garden center so i'm like maybe six years old in these dreams so i'm running around like a garden center uh, like uh, and and you know like those sort of flower beds. It's like a wooden like flower bed, um, little yeah uh, yeah thing. yeah. Like I know a, what you mean. Yeah, sectioned off flower bed. But instead mm-hmm. of flowers in there, there's water and sharks. So I'm running between these. Oh, oh my god! There's loads of them, and I'm running between them, and the sharks are like rah, rah, jumping out like that. Um, <laughs> and then the other one, which I've, I've tried to explain to people before, and no one's quite understood. So I'd I'd be intrigued to know if anyone has something similar because it sounds bizarre but like in my dream it's i'm looking down through some trees at like a dirt road and um so i'm looking down at it and on that road are these people who are like meaty balloon people they're oh like my God. they're like inflated so there's almost like no detail to them but they're they've got no hands they're just like rounded so they're all these big balloon like people and there's maybe like four of them in like a square and between them they're all holding this like frame so they're all supporting this frame like a wooden square frame but the frame is made of incredibly thin wood and it's the 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 feeling or the, or the sensation of the thin wood touching the meaty balloon hand oh, that literally sends oh shivers gosh. up my spine and I don't oh know what it god. is oh my god i can imagine oh my god that's so weird that's so specific the weirdest thing was i had that dream as a kid and then when I was maybe 15, I explained it to my mom and she was like, I have that dream as well. What? Oh, my God. And it's the first time I'd spoken to her about it. She used to have that dream when she was a kid. No. So I was like, does this pass through? Is this a genetic dream? That is so that bizarre. Is so strange. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, that's so odd. Sorry. I, yeah. So, man, that, that, those are that. my two. those are my two like... You know, they like they cap off my my childhood dreams. Yeah. Um, See, I for a second thought I was getting slightly freaked out because my recurring wake up dream when I was a child was that I was running around a school playground and that we used to have in our old school playground the trees were all in squares in like raised beds in squares oh, right. and like for a second I thought, oh my gosh, he used to have the same dream as me. That's oh, really weird. God. But mine wasn't sharks. Mine was that I would run along and I would trip over and then I would wake up with like a hypnic jerk. You know, when you like oh, wake yeah. up yeah. and you it's like you've just fallen on your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be my little my little wake up dream. But oh. I did used to think that a shark lived under my bed when I was a child. So <laughs> really? Was How that? does that? A, a land shark? No, just a, I, I saw Jaws uh. and I saw... Jaws lives under my bed, and my dad's way of comforting me was saying, "If he was under your bed, he would have died." And then that became like, "Now there's a zombie shark oh, under no. my bed." Oh, that's no. scarier. <laughs> <laughs> I 
used to be scared of tarantulas crawling up my quilt, like up my duvet when I was a kid. So I had to sleep with the duvet folded underneath my feet. Otherwise, mm. <gasps> I have to do that because of snakes. Honestly, so, I'm kind of like that now. That's just happened recently. <laughs> yeah. You've had a recent I, fear of, of of tarantulas crawling up you. Well, it's more sort of spiders. I, I, the, the thought of spiders being around my bed is always something that I think of. <laughs> Honestly, the spider oh, in the night crawling around yeah. my face and ear holes is not, oh. not one for me. Yeah. What's the thing about how you... Don't you, like, eat seven and a half spiders? Yes, yeah, so I don't <laughs> want to think about that. specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, a night... You're waking up just like stuffed. Oh my god, just I couldn't even find them. I can't finish that last half of spider juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember the statistic. I don't think it's true because I think spiders are scared of damp spaces. Yeah, spiders like, wouldn't go anywhere near your mouth. Damp. They might go yeah. near your ear hole though, like an ear hole. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but they get stuck in there. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> but they couldn't get into your what brain. What if we're actually being powered by spiders right now? <laughs> that, what, the whole humanity is powered by spiders and we just didn't know it? Yeah, spiders that crawled into your head. That's why we invented the web. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that, Briny, well done. That was great. It's like ratatouille, <laughs> but just spiders. But inside your skull. Yeah. Yeah. They've always wondered why humans sleep. No one's really sure why we sleep, and maybe it's to let the spiders into our brain. Yes, they're changing shapes. <laughs> they can't be in there all the time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They need to switch out. Maybe that's why sometimes you wake up in a bad mood or something, because you're just like, oh, I've got the grumpy spider. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, I didn't have enough spiders last night. I'm in a right mood. <laughs> yeah. I've not got enough energy for the day. Yeah. <laughs> need that extra half a spider. <laughs> have a seven spider start to your day. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. But no, that's, that's. I remember. Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, no, you go. You go. go. I was just going to say, that's so interesting that you and your mum shared a dream. Yeah. It's not, not quite to the same extreme because your dream is very, like, I don't know, visceral. And, like, the mm. thought of the woods and the, the exposed flesh is very, like, bleh. Mm. But me and my mum um, always had similar dreams as well. But ours were just really simple. It was stuff like losing jewelry. Like we've talked a lot, <laughs> Brady, about how I like have dreams where I've lost jewelry or I need to collect it up and stuff. Right. And she my mum goes to like always gift shops does. in her dreams. I do and trinkets. I love gift shops. You dream about gift shops. You love them. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, much. yeah. I love them. Yeah. And oh I just want to. I want to get all of the cool stuff from every gift shop in my dreams. When I was a kid, the gift shop used to be the best bit of any trip to anywhere. That was oh, what I was still most is. excited about. So it you're still right. Yeah. Is. <laughs> well, you dream about it. You would say that. You gift shop. I'm gift biased. Shop I love a gift shop, yeah. me. It used to be like, it's your reward for putting up with education. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, you're so right. Exactly. Yeah. I remember I went on a trip when I was at school. We went on an art trip. So we went to London for two days and we went to every single gallery. And I was like, right. I'm going to buy something cool from every gift shop. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't oh my wait. God. That was That's my goal. Insane. Not learning, not finding good art. It was gift shops and it was great. The best gift shop I ever went to. Have you ever been to the Cadbury World gift shop? Yes, I have. Oh my God. I no. bought a kilogram bar of dairy milk yes. from the Cadbury gift shop. Because <laughs> not only is it not educational, the whole trip of Cadbury World, you're just, well, at least when I went, I don't know if it's the same now when I was a kid. They would be handing you chocolate bars at every door. So you'd go they through would, the Cabri yeah. World tour and you'd come out with an armful of like Cabri's chocolate. 
mm-hmm. then you'd get to the gift shop and there'd just be more chocolate. And I, I yep. don't know if it's true, but I remember <laughs> it being like cheaper because they didn't have to pay for, I don't know, transport or something. Yeah, so probably. It's like cheap chocolate and there's just tons of it. And that was one of the happiest days of my life. I remember they had a room in Cadbury Wells as well where they had sweets all over the wall. They gave you a little cup, you picked your sweets, and then they had a tap which just leaked out melting chocolate. So you could get whatever sweets you want and just put a big pile of melted dairy milk on top and they'd give you a little spoon. What? It was what? great. Yeah, I didn't, that's I didn't do that, that bit. I don't know if it's there anymore, but when I went, they had that and... In theory, it sounds great, but when you're sitting there like nem 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 with dairy milk <laughs> melted in your mouth, it's not great. <laughs> I could deal with it. I could deal with that, honestly. That sounds like a dream come true. It was See, very I feel cool. shortchanged now because over the weekend I went to the Roman baths in Bath and I got to drink bath water and that's not <laughs> near as exciting. <laughs> Drinking bath water, mmm. Lovely weekend. Mm. Delicious. Mm, yum, yum. It was warm as well. I can oh, imagine, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah bath water would be warm, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's straight from a from a hot spring. Used bath. Ooh, lovely. Straight from the baths of Romans. I think I'd rather have dairy milk. Yes, absolutely. you've reminded me. I was looking as as I often do. I was looking at a map yesterday for for nice places to visit, but also slightly for funny names. And there's a place in Canesham in Bristol called the chocolate quarter retirement homes. And for ages, I was trying to work out if it's where people who used to work in chocolate factories retired to <laughs> or, or if it's unrelated to anything. But you just reminded me of it. The chocolate quarter, as in like, you know, you have the jewellery jewelry quarter. I don't know, if, is that just a Birmingham thing? I'm originally from Birmingham. So you have like the jewellery well, quarter. Well, isn't like all... Um... Cadbury and, oh, what's it called? Bourneville. Bourneville that's that's yeah. all Midlands, isn't it? Yes, down by me, the Cadbury factory. That's where I'm from. <laughs> and they were really, you were born in Cadbury World. Oh, my God. I was born, I emerged out of a vat of chocolate. Oh, my gosh. That's why I'm so obsessed. I'm obsessed with chocolate. It's my weakness. I think you're going to say that's why I'm so sweet. <laughs> that's why I's so sweet. And that I've too, got no that teeth. That's why I'm sweet and I have no teeth left. <laughs> His teeth are made of hazelnuts. <laughs> Very crumbly. They crumble quite easily. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of crumbling teeth, we're here to talk about dreams. Yes. So, would you like to do a dramatic retelling of your dream? It doesn't have to be dramatic. You can just no, read it. it. Briny, it will be dramatic. It better um, be dramatic. <laughs> there's not like a huge amount of drama, but it is like weird. Um, so, shall I set the scene? Yes. Christmas Day 2022. I'm at home with my family. And I am feeling not too well. I know, I'm, I'm a bit ill. There was a bit of something going around the office before, before you know, we, we broke up for Christmas. And I thought I managed to dodge yeah. it. But, you know, it worked its way in slowly. I didn't get the full brunt of it. But I had, like, a you know, a low-level low kind of grogginess. So, it got to maybe, like, you know... Two o'clock-ish, I think it was. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go and have a quick lie down. And ended up going to sleep. Um, (laughs) And this dream that I'm about to say, um, that I'm about to explain, is actually the end of a much longer dream that I have no memory of. So (laughs) I remember loads of things happening. I remember something happening in a house. 
I leave a house, I walk outside and I go into a smaller house and there's a couple of friends in there and we're somehow working on the house. Um, and this is where my memory kicks in, at least my very clear memory of what happened. Shall I begin? Please do. Hello, I'm Wheels, the Dungeon Master for Storybreakers. Love critical role in movies like Hot Fuzz and Spotlight? Actual play series Storybreakers combines the fantasy adventure of Dungeons and Dragons with small town comedy and mystery in an episodic tale of journalists on the hunt for the secret underbelly of a tiny town where nothing seems to happen. But excuse me if I don't think a bunch of ragtag journalists from a podunk town are actually going to be of any help. But technically, I don't come from here. When the mysterious arrival of a celebrity from the Heroes and Adventurers Guild sets off a strange conspiracy, the group will have to leave what they think they know about the world at the door, if they're ever to unravel the truth at the heart of this seemingly nondescript town. It's not front page of the Sasai Star no. I pull up the, the today's, like, installment of the news to see what the front page actually is. There's a big picture of a pumpkin that's been stepped on, and it says, Outrage as pumpkin stepped on. <laughs> Storybreaker Season 1 in its entirety is available for listening right now wherever you get your podcasts. With Season 2 on the way. Find out more at dicebreaker.com. I'm sitting comfortably. Me too. Wonderful. So, I was in a small house with two friends. Um, I can't remember what we were doing, but I heard a knocking on the walls. There's a knocking from the walls, and I like I couldn't figure out where the knocking was coming from because it didn't seem like there was anyone on the other side of the wall that was being knocked. So I, I could look out and I could see there's no one there. So the knocking is coming from the inside of the walls. Um, I'm like, what, what's going on? So I go to the front door and then I turn around and I see a dead stranger lying in the hallway. But every, oh every time I blink or turn away, the body is in another weird position and angle moving closer towards me. Oh, no. Um, there's then... Um, the body is then suddenly replaced by one of my friends that was in the dream before. So now the friend is lying dead on the floor. And then a terrifying roaring starts, like, from all around me. Just, like, the loudest, loudest roar. Um, and then I go back and forth between going to... Uh, sort of deciding whether to go and find my other friend or to run off. Uh, and eventually... But that getting my other friend would mean running towards the, the dead body. So I'm like... The, the roaring gets so loud that I, I run out of the door. Um, I go outside, um, and as I'm running, my friend, my other friend, emerges from around the corner, but I can't see his head. It's just his naked body folding out unnaturally from the feet <laughs> up um, around the corner until he's like his body is horizontally hanging at a crooked angle, but I can't see his head still. So then the roaring now turns into roaring with screaming on top of it. So it's this roaring scream. So I run into my house. And it's this big old house in the middle of a city. Uh, my bedroom is up on the roof, like outside on the roof. So I go up and I'm, I'm very scared because all of this stuff's just happened. And I'm like, oh, I just need to get into bed really quickly. So I put my pyjamas on over my clothes and then I go to bed. Have I still got you? Are you still with me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm invested. In I'm the scared. dream, in the dream that I have in the dream... I don't remember what the dream is, but it's the scariest nightmare I've ever had. Oh, and God, so it's, yes. it's, it's so scary that I wake up from the dream, within the dream, so I'm still dreaming, but I've woken up from the dream, and my pillow is drenched in sweat to the point that it is just like a puddle of, a puddle of sweat. Yeah. I then stand up, I reach into my ears, and I pull out little black balls from each ear hole. 
and then I look at my fingers and all my fingers are stained inky black. And then I want to close the windows in the house um, because I'm on the roof right now, but I'm I'm really scared. I'm scared. So I want to close the windows. Uh, And then I struggle to take my pajamas off and I'm really trying to take them off. And I end up just taking all of my clothes off. So now I'm on the rooftop naked in the middle of a city (laughs) and I hear people making fun of me. And then I look, I look over the roof and I see a Ferris wheel with business people on it. As the Ferris wheel rises, they're all laughing and looking at me. And then I see three people chatting, walking across roofs nearby towards me. They're just having a casual conversation as if they're walking down the street, but they're walking over roofs towards me. So I quickly get my clothes on and go inside the house. And I go around locking all the windows that are rickety. And the windows are like blowing in this strong breeze. So it's like these old wooden windows that are like clacking back and forth. So I'm, I'm um, trying to close these windows. Anyway, I then hear movement behind me in the, in the corridor. And I shout out to my dad. I'm like, dad, is it you? Are you there, dad? And then I lean out the door into the hallway and I see further down the hallway an open door with a light coming out of the room. I then see movement and then I wake up. And that's the end Ooh. of the dream. Oh my God. So there's a lot of layers. It's my onion cake of a dream. It's, there's lots of bits <laughs> going on. There's a lot going on. It's very oniony. Jeez, that was yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> that was terrifying. I was thinking, like, if I, I think that would have been one of those dreams that I would have just, I would have woken up a lot sooner, because I'm an absolute baby when I have a scary dream. <laughs> right, I just wake up straight away, just like <laughs> your body ejects you. It's like we can't handle this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that you then went into another dream within the scary dream. You yeah. Just, uh, but I actually like properly fell asleep. Like, I don't remember the dream within a dream. I just remember waking up and thinking that was the scariest nightmare I've ever had and then being drenched in. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Do you want me to go back through it at all? Because I don't know. There's, there's, there's lots of bits. Well, it started off with your two friends. And do you remember who the friends were? Were they like old school friends or work so friends? Or? It was one of those dream situations where I just knew they were my friends, but I did not recognize them. You know, where right. you just know someone yeah. is someone. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So no, I didn't. I didn't recognize them or know them. I just knew they were they were friends. So when we're looking up dreams, we have this very highly scientific book. <laughs> oh yes, that is basically we will look up a dream and it'll eventually tell you that it was about penises. Of course, but it's <laughs> highly much. scientific. Okay. <laughs> so I've had a flick through, and I found. Dead people. Yes. Because uh, of the dead body right at the beginning. Uh-huh. And it says, dead people we have known appearing in dreams usually refer back to strong emotions we have had about those people, whether they are negative or positive. For instance, there may be unresolved anger or guilt we still hold, and the only way we can deal with it is within a dream sequence. Oh my God. That's like, jeez. <laughs> oh, can't resolve it, it's just kill them off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine was a faceless stranger, so does that mean I have problems with just like the general public? Like anyone I come to Honestly, the worst <laughs> thing, the thing that makes me more angry than anything is, is pavement etiquette. When, I, when people <laughs> don't know what they're doing on the pavement. 
you know, like or on rooftops, or if people you are know? like or a strolling along and they're looking on your on the phone or something, and you're just like, oh, just, just look, look where you're going. Well, Come had, on. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've had it like people are walking towards me like a wall of people. It's like you're blocking the entire pavement, and I'm like, should I just stand here while you just walk walk into me? This wall of people, or like I've had people who like have been standing on the pavement. They've caught my eye as I'm walking towards them. They're blocking the pavement. They're just having a chat. They look at me. I look at them. They don't move. So I walk into the road to to walk around them. And then back onto the pavement. And it's that kind of stuff where I'm like, yes, you've, you've driven me insane. I, uh, that is unresolved <laughs> anger with the general public. That's, that's what I think this I is. Get that, I get that a lot with, um, I used to commute in London quite a bit. Oh, the worst. And people oh, oh, not moving out the way when you were trying to get off of a tube train and just standing there and you're like, where do you expect me to go? Do you expect me to just disperse into oh, gas no. and float yeah. over you? Like, just move out the way and then you can get on the train. <laughs> people in London are just another breed, I swear. Like, I remember one time I was on a train um, on the tube and I wasn't ready for it to pull off. And I fell over and I landed on a lady. <laughs> and instead of it being like, oh gosh, I'm so, like, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. She just didn't say a word. She That's gave right. me the, oh the biggest stink eye and just sort of went, ah. <laughs> oh. I was like, okay, I'm a sorry. Similar, similar thing happened to me where I was like, it was my first year of uni. I, did, I went to uni in London. And um, I was, wasn't feeling great, but I didn't know what was going on. And uh, looking back, I think I had swine flu. Oh, Remember God. swine flu? Oh, yeah. Because I think yeah. by, by the time I got home that night, I was like collapsed on my bathroom floor, like just like sh- shivering, trying to get cold. Cause I was oh, hot. So I think I was pretty ill, but I didn't realise I was that ill. I thought, oh, it's just fresh as flu. Everyone, everyone's saying they're getting ill. It's fine. And anyway, we, yeah. we'd gone out to see a film or something in Freshers' Week, and we were going back on the train, and we were standing on the train... Uh, by the door and it was one of those things where you know where you feel oh the heat coming on and you get a bit dizzy so I go to take my jacket off and I I just at that point I basically pass out and fall forward and my friend catches me and then moves me to a seat I'm only out for like a second and then I come to and he sits me down and the woman who was in the carriage was like bloody druggies and I was like (laughs) druggie I've got swine flu Oh, I was a druggie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody um, I'm trying to look up. I looked up body because I thought about the strange body that your friend had, the headless body. But it's got so many different options that are so weird. Like one of them is an adult's head on an immature body or a child's head on an adult body. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like, what if they have no head? This, well, the thing is, it's not That's that they not necessarily had... It was almost like... It felt like something had like... Was eating it from behind. Like its, it's head was being Ooh. eaten. Was it so like bent it, back almost? It, yeah, so it's almost like I saw... It's almost like his head was stuck behind the corner... And imagine like something was throwing it into its mouth. It was like, like I say, from the feet up, it was sort of contorting in a weird, jar, jarring, uh, jittering way. So like mm, the feet, yeah. it was, it's almost like, imagine a body was standing there with it, it was leaning back with its head behind a wall. And then yeah. the feet rise up in a jittering way. And it just keeps rising, 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 step by step until it's basically horizontal, as if a creature's holding it, its head in, in its mouth and it's about to eat it and pull it towards it. It's like that painting. Um, is it the Kronos eating his son or whatever? Oh, Which yeah, it's exactly that? that. It's exactly like that. Yeah. It's a really good, that's, that's exactly yeah. the image, yeah. 
but there wasn't a hand holding it or anything. It was just like imagine just the hand like wasn't floating. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. The oh, whole geez. dream kind of reminded me. Have you ever like read any of the manga by Junji Ito, like the horror mangas? I've read like a bit. This, yeah, yeah. This I love whole it. was made for me. Like the whole dream just kind of <laughs> gave off those vibes. Like just constant stuff happening and like bodies contouring in weird ways. <laughs> and, yeah, you're totally right. Like, it's really that, cool. But... Like just, I can imagine it as just a big like horror segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. The um. The body at the beginning reminded me of, <laughs> this is really, oh no, it's not too bad. But recently, okay, so I really love, I really love crows. And I was waiting in Clifton <laughs> for a cafe to open. Yeah. It's not like a band little, or something. No, just little crows. I just love them. I, I just think they're cool. Yeah. And I was watching a crow and I started filming it because it was trying to open this little like nut thing that it had found. And I honestly was watching this crow for like 20 minutes and filmed it for half of that. And then I got home and I put the footage into Premiere and in the background, this is like a winter's day, like 9.30 a.m. in a park. In the background, there's just someone lying on the floor. I was like, oh my God, were they okay? I've not seen any news about any bodies being found, but I just honestly was so unaware that there was anyone else. <laughs> it's like that thing where you like, you know, in the horror movies where you you take a, a bit of footage and then you you look at look back at it and there's something there that wasn't there, like a ghost in the background. Maybe mm. they weren't there. Yeah. Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> when you were saying about the like looking away and looking back, I was thinking about that. I was like, there wasn't there wasn't a body there, was there? <laughs> was there? God, who knows? Yeah, that was that was spooky. The uh the sort of what is it the weeping angel kind of thing where you yeah yes close yeah. your eyes and then they move it, it was exactly that but a dead body which I don't know what it would have done when it got to me just like flopped on me or something um, <laughs> yeah, yeah that was, so that did was you do you remember any particular like sounds like you said there was a lot of wind and stuff like that but well there's the big roar the yeah and the, the screaming big roar the too big, yeah so it was it was a roar and it was I was I was the roar started when I was in the house looking at the dead body and I was like, oh, there's there's something here that's, that's coming for us and I need to go and save my friend because it's going to get mm-hmm. him. And But I was so scared to go towards the roaring and go towards the dead body and the roaring just kept getting louder that I was like, I can't, I have to run. And it was when I left that that was when my friend died. So I guess it was like me leaving meant that they got eaten or, or you know, oh, no. got killed or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then that was accompanied by screaming once the friend died. So it was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I was gonna say because it was like Christmas Day. Like, were there like family around? Like in real life, not in your dream. Like, <laughs> yeah. Were there people um, around that may have been making? No, I mean, you did Christmas screaming. Kind of like that? Were there Christmas screams going <laughs> the on? Christmas or was screams. the TV <laughs> left on? You know, the Christmas roar. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. I, I wonder if any of them could have uh, influenced what happened in your dream at all. So it was. There had been family around. I wasn't feeling well, so I'd kind of like kept myself separate from family. But there had definitely been family around the day before. Oh, but okay. actual Christmas Day, it was just like two or three of us in the house. And I was mm-hmm. in a separate bit of the house. So I'd be um, actually, okay, thinking about it, there are lots of dogs in my family. Ah. So <laughs> maybe there was a dog thing going on. Um, Maybe. Although one of them is a one of the dogs is a greyhound, and they don't 
really make that 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 dog doesn't bark. Too. Yeah, they're quite quiet, aren't they? Yeah. If it was like a husky or something, oh, they, yeah. like, they would have scream. <laughs> that would have made a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't. I feel like if there was a real sound, it might have might have woken me up. I generally wake up yeah, if there's like true. a sound like that that happens. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it definitely just is... felt like a monster. This has reminded me of a time when this is going back a while. Uh, I think it must have just been after the second Lord of the Rings was released. Oh, what a time. And for what a Christmas, time. I got given the CD of the soundtrack. Oh. And I was so ill that I hadn't been able to eat anything. I was so sad because Christmas dinner is like my favorite meal. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm just going to have to go to bed. And I went to bed really feverish, but I was like, I'm going to listen to my CD. And I just remember waking up whilst the CD was still playing and just being terrified because it must have been some sort of like bah, 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 uh, bah, bah, and I was just like <laughs> tripping balls with fever just like what is oh happening why oh am I being attacked I was, attacking. I was, was terrified like, that was like in Fellowship of the Ring the, the big the big guy who comes out mm-hmm. of the mud he's horrifically scary yeah oh, Lutz God, yeah, yeah Lutz was definitely one of them oh my gosh yeah, yeah, it's not a good fever soundtrack to listen no. to. <laughs> no, it's quite intense. <laughs> yeah. The Battle of Helm's Deep with a fever is not what you want. <laughs> Surprisingly, there's like nothing about noises in the book. I've looked up noise, sound, scream. Is there anything roar? with like a monster? Because that was kind of the feeling was that there was like a roaring monster or or some sort of evil monstrous presence that was going to eat me. A monster. Uh, there must be monster in here. Let me have a look. How does the alphabet work? <laughs> and it was like Moses. Um, yeah, he was in there as well. Yes, forgot to mention him. <laughs> um, yeah, it was sort of like a, a, a invisible presence. Was sort of the vibe I got, even though I was running away from it. Ah, uh, okay. So monster. It says any monster appearing in a dream is something that we have made larger than life. We have personalized it, so whatever is worrying us appears as a creature. It usually stands for our negative relationship with ourselves and fear of our own emotions and drives. Ooh. Okay, okay. I guess I didn't is see that it, saying though? that the monster is you? <gasps> I am the monster. Dun, dun, dun. Do you oh, say right, that? Right. You ran away from your friend, too, and they died. So maybe, 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 you, you know, maybe you were the monster. <laughs> uh, you can say it. You can say it. I am a monster. Yeah. You're a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> I feel that's what I feel. I think it was. I also yeah, because I felt guilty because it was like I left them. So yeah, it was my uh, my um, lack of friendship that that killed them. Oh my god! Oh, no, it's Merry Christmas. Survivors. Merry Christmas Gil- all. But then again, maybe if you had have gone to save them, maybe you both would have got gobbled up. So true. Maybe maybe you know, maybe yeah. Numbers wise, it was better that you did run. Statistically, yeah. hmm. I'm also terrible <laughs> at texting, and a lot of friends I don't keep in touch with as much as possible. So maybe it's my texting terribleness. I'm leaving maybe. my friends behind. Yeah, a, a lot of the time, like with dreams like that, the books that we have and whatever, they will always say like, "Oh, you feel like you're not keeping in contact as much as you should," and stuff mm. like that. So, I mean, it could be that there's like a little bit of that. Maybe especially because it was like Christmas. Maybe you sort of subconsciously thought, "Oh, I, I should have messaged so and so and wished them a, a merry Christmas." Or, That's true. Now they've been eaten by a monster because I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. 
I looked at <laughs> colours as well because it said the colour of the monster is important. But obviously you couldn't see the monster, but no. it did remind me of the black balls that you took out of your head. Yes, out of my yeah. ear holes. It says black. This colour holds within all colours. Uh, wait, no, that's not what it says. This colour holds within it all colour in potential. It suggests manifestation, negativity and judgment. Oh my gosh, that's a heavy, that's heavy. Manifestation. That's heavy. What, what does that really mean? What does that mean? Manifestation, I, negativity. A lot of the time, this book feels like it was written by AI. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of dream interpretation resources are very not human. Yeah, well, I guess they're trying to... Wait, what? I guess they're trying to be like as open as possible so you can read into it whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, it's like a um, horoscope sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, for me, it was like, it was. It felt like there was something in my ears. And I, ha I have a thing, which is like my dream. <laughs> One of my dreams is like, I see a little thread in my, hanging out my ear. I'm like, what's this? And I pull on it and then just like, a log of earwax comes out and I'm like, oh my God, that was in there the whole time and now I'm free and I just suddenly feel like my head is all light and airy and open. Um, so it's like, it was that sensation of like there's something in my ears. So I'm obsessed with like cleaning, making my ears yeah. feel clean, you know? A lot of um, <clears throat> things about blocked ears tend to point towards like creativity and stuff. I mean, oh. the thing we always say is that Every interpretation is completely down to the dreamer. Like, you can't just read a book and be like, it means this. But, sure. I mean, we can speculate. But sometimes dreaming about, like, blocked ears or, like, blocked heads and stuff can be, you know, you've your, your brain's full of ideas, maybe. You've got, like, creative things that you want to do and maybe something's yeah. stopping you. Or, you know, if you're pulling all of this wax out of your ear, maybe you've got all of these ideas and you're like, damn, I've got so much creative stuff I can do now. <laughs> Honestly, that's interesting because I like... So I've got this... Um, I started doing animation stuff fairly recently or, like, animation has, has sort of taken off recently for me. Mm -hmm. But it's very modest of you. Say what you mean. You're yes. TikTok famous TikTok now. TikTok famous. I'm famous. I'm famous, you guys. <laughs> um, but like before that, there was very much from the age of maybe like 14, from the age of 14, I was like, right, I'm going to be a filmmaker. And from that point, I have always felt that, that um, I'm sure a lot of us do, that sort of in your free time, that feeling that you need to be productive or you need to be... Yes, like, yes, for me, definitely. It's like, yeah, so I'm like, well, I knew, always need to... I, I'd sort of set this goal for myself when I was 14. It's like, I'll make a feature film. So I'm constantly like going on at myself. You haven't, you haven't done it today. You haven't done this today. Why haven't you done this yet? Um, mm -hmm. And I started doing animation during lockdown because I was like, well, I, no, no one can do any filming or anything. So what can I do? I can make a film in my computer with animation. So I started drawing animation. Um, and I was really trying to get stuff going and nothing was going and I'd make something and then a few months would go by and then I'd make another thing. And it's only really in the last two months that I've started making regular stuff and I sort of feel that sense of like, oh, it's actually happening and I have this drive and motivation to actually do stuff. But this yeah. was prior to, to me doing that and I, I yeah. was like still in that place of like, come on, just do something, make it. So maybe me pulling the, the things out of my ears in the dream is what released me to make <gasps> my animations in Jack because I started in January. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, my gosh. You so found you... what was blocking you. And That's you it. 
went for it. And you it was, pulled it all out of your ears and yeah, put it and on it was TikTok. All, yeah. Oh my God. And then it was ink on my fingers. Ink, drawing, drawing, <gasps> yes, animation. Yes, drawing. Yes. We did it. We solved <laughs> we the dream. <laughs> and you were also like, you had like two layers of clothing on. Maybe that was like, you know, you being suppressed by all of these things. Yeah. But then you got up on that rooftop, you took it all off, you freed yeah. yourself. Naked creativity. <laughs> And now you're exposed to the world of TikTok. Look at me, world. I'm naked. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I've just thought of something. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize this before. So I um, draw in my sketch. I have like a sketchbook and I draw a lot in it with a fountain pen. Mm-hmm. And the fountain pen, um, you fill it up with black ink. And I bought this permanent black ink. So you twist it and it, it sucks the ink into it. But inside the pen where the black ink goes, there's... Two little ball oh, bearings. Balls. Oh, yeah. so there's oh my two God. little inky black balls in the pen, and the ink. I reached for them, and then the ink went all over my hands, which would happen if I grabbed those ball bearings. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe it's to do with oh drawing. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of it is to do with like, you know, like being creative and being productive and stuff like. That's really you know, interesting. Maybe, maybe part of it is like you putting yourself down for not doing enough work because I feel like every creative knows that. They're like, oh, oh God, I, d- yeah. I need to spend all of my time doing something productive yeah. right now. And if I don't, I'm a failure. 100%, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. I was being yeah. chased. The, the roaring and the screaming and the monster is being chased by the pressure to be creative. And then when you finally are like exposed on this rooftop and you've got all these people like judging you and laughing you, I guess maybe that's worry about like, what if I put something out there and it's not well received? That is the fact the that they're business people too that were on the Ferris wheel. Like oh my people God, that aren't technically creatives, you know, they're like straight, straight cut businessmen, you know? You're hitting every level. I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm really genuinely feeling this right now. Because it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm with my friends and I want to be, I'm being chased by the pressure. I'm having fun with my friends. But then the roaring starts, which is the pressure to do something. So it's like, leave your friends behind, go and do the work. Oh no, I run away. And then I, um, yeah, I, I see the, I, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm naked, I'm exposed because when you make stuff, you really do just like put it out there. And often when you, when I make something, you put it out there, you're like, I have no idea if this is any good. And it's kind of embarrassing. Is this, you know, cause there's an element mm-hmm. of you saying, look, this is good enough for you to watch. Um, and yeah, I, that, the idea of, yes, yeah, serious people judging me for it because the stuff I make is really weird and silly and strange, which I love, but I'm like, what are other people going to think if they're like real proper grown-ups? Um, yeah. And yeah, man, you've done it. Damn. You've freed me. Woohoo! We've, we've done it. I think we've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Genuinely, that's, that's good. Uh, that's because good. I was looking up body parts in the book for ears and there's no ear, but there is half a page on excrement. So ah. I'm glad we solved it without the need for that. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think there's anything to do with like a rickety old house? Because the house definitely wasn't like my home. It wasn't like when I said I go into my house, I, I sort of felt that it was my house, but it looked like a sort of old r- rickety Victorian you know, three or four story house um, in a city, which isn't where my my family house is at all. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's anything about like spooky old houses. Or well, anything. it says 
A house nearly always refers to the soul and the way that we build our lives. The different rooms and parts of the house in dreams indicate the various aspects of our personality and experience. So I guess if we're applying that, it would be something like maybe the dusty old house is like routine and not like... It's, it's old stuff, it's not new stuff, whereas if you want to do something new and creative, you know, you want to get rid of that dusty house and move into your, your modern, mm. fancy thing full of not only that, stuff. But you said your bedroom was, like, outside on the roof, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, Outside yeah. of the rickety old house. Ah. Outside of the comfort zone. Yes. Oh, well, there is a section on bedroom here. Oh, it yes. says, is it something the to bedroom- Freud? <laughs> the bedroom portrays a place of safety where can, where we can relax and be as sensual as we wish. Oh, <laughs> lovely! <laughs> just a little bit penisy potentially. The, uh, just a bit, yeah, yeah. just uh, a little, a little sip. But I guess if the bedroom is supposed to be a place you can relax, but for me, I was like exposed in the bedroom. You know, like I was seen, yeah. and there were no walls and there were no roof. It was like the whole world could see me. In my most intimate place. That makes sense because I guess if it is like that feeling of feeling guilty when you can't relax in your private time, maybe you do feel like it, like it isn't a place to relax. Like, um, because I used to get that all the time, like back when I was doing more freelance work, Mm. I... I remember I would sit down and be like, it's my day off. I'm going to play a game. And then I'd load up the game and then I'd be like, I should be looking for work. Oh, I'll no. stop the game now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so much pressure. Yeah. Especially like yeah. working from home and stuff as well. Like you said, during lockdown, you did mm. like animation and stuff. Mm. Like when you're working from home, you can't really take a day off without thinking. I could just sit down and do work. Well, yeah. There's no like, yeah, there's <laughs> like, no definition. There isn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 really like, yeah, when you when you are setting your own deadlines or, you know, you're your own motivator, it's very, uh, very hard on the old brain to sort of have have the sort of free creative spirit and the sort of, yeah, the sort of more productive corporate sort of idea that we have, which is, well, you have to keep doing it and you have to monetize it and you have to make Mm -hmm. it into something. It can't just be something you do for fun. It has to be like a. At least for me, it was like a career. You have to move towards a career in that thing. Um, yeah. 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 I think the fact it was at Christmas as well sort of relates to that a bit because I think, I mean, I personally around Christmas, because you take so much time off to see like family and stuff like that, you do tend to feel a little bit more guilty. Like you're oh, like, oh, it yeah. is Christmas. I should take the time off, but also... I should do stuff. Mm. I can't just sit around and eat chocolate all day, but That's I it, probably yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is like a big thing with, especially like from a, like a, a streamer or freelance side of things when there's no, there's no like set guarantee thing that you can do that will equal success. So the only variable that you have, the only resource that you have is time. So you have this feeling of like, I just need to put more time into it because there's nothing else I can I can put towards it. So yeah. and it's also like any time not just spent like... doing that can feel like money not made that could be made yes. or you know something something not made that should have been made, you know. Cuz it you have to tell yeah. yourself to the, the tricky thing is is you know the you have to convince yourself because it's true that without the time off the thing that you make won't be anywhere near as good. If you are working 24/7 
it's going to suffer in whatever, especially a creative thing or, you know, if you're streaming and it's all about presenting yourself to people, if you don't take that time to properly relax, then you're not going to have the energy or you're not going to be able to put yourself out there in, in the way that you want. So it's like convincing yourself to, yeah. to switch off is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's, it's especially difficult, I think, when the, uh, when like your, re your relaxation computer and your work computer are the oh same, God. I guess you yes. get that working from home. <laughs> so you sit down and it's so easy to do the, I'm, I'll just reply to that email now whilst I'm here or oh, I'll just do that. Oh, no, and like you just, they become so entwined. Yeah. It's why I'm thankful that I do, do work in the office. You know, I work in the OGS office and like even just, I, I don't live far away, but even just that short walk between home and the office is enough to, to break your brain up a bit like yeah. I always thought you know I, I haven't really I only worked from home during lockdown and then even then was fairly quickly back in the office but I always wondered if I ever did work from home full time would I have to do something like go for a 10 minute walk each morning just to have that like signal to my brain all right work time starts and then a little walk at the end or something I don't know just some routine to break it up because yeah I think um not having that separation between your especially if it is your work computer and your your fun Fun computer? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Now? Fun um, computer. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make a, that distinction. Might just get like a little hat. And when it's fun computer, I'll just put the hat on and be like, Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> it's fun time. It's party yeah. computer now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd, be good. that'd be real good. It feels nice to have actually like done. I, I feel like we've had a, a few episodes now where. We've had dreams and then we've just had no idea what it means. So yeah. it feels quite, thank you for actually um, letting us get to the bottom of something. Oh my God, absolutely. Like it does make it's sense. Been so, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it. You can, you, you can rest on your laurels now. You've solved a dream. You can go Yay. another six months without solving another dream. You're fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, that sort of pressure of creativity is definitely, you know, it is something that I've put on myself from from quite a young age. Um, yeah. So definitely, like, yeah, haven't really really thought about it in that way, but um, yeah, for sure that that is a that is a pressure. Um, mm. And I guess in a way, like, pressure is an invisible monster. Like, it might not oh, have a form. It's just a feeling that is yeah, there. That roar is just the it. the constant voice in your head, like, do work, do stuff, be it productive. Is. You're right. My, yeah. yeah. My mind is blown. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like, okay. Because at the beginning, if you remember, I said I left my house to go to a smaller house with my friends. And when mm, I was yeah. spending time with my friends, the monster arrived. And I left my friends to go uh, back into my house. So it's true. almost like, you know, I go out to ha spend time with my friends and it's like, no, don't do that. Go back inside. I was, yeah. I was forced back in. But does, does that mean the monster is, the monster isn't creativity. It's the pressure i put on myself to do that it's that you it's your brain i am the monster that is what yeah. you said i am you the, monster. Are the monster after all i told you <laughs> oh my god oh i'm the monster god. it's true because i guess there is that certain thing of like i guess in the way that it you know devoured your friend i guess if you aren't allowing yourself that time to relax and spend time with friends i guess that is gobbling them up well there's that thing as well of like especially you know doing the animations i do now i um I do it around my normal job and it's like, you know, if I go to the pub, maybe I'll have to leave early because I can't do that. Or I can't go go out and do things because, well, I've got to go and animate. So it's like, 
yeah, when you when you're like putting that, um, or even before before doing these current animations, I'd work on stuff, and I would you know turn down social things to go and work on my projects and stuff in my own time. So there is definitely that thing of like it's almost like the 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 way that the the pressure I put on myself it treats friends and doing anything that isn't making the thing it treats that as no stop that do this other thing so yeah that's mm-hmm, my yeah. my self my my pressure my, the, the pressure i put myself stopping me from interacting with uh, with friends yeah oh blimey blimey Woo-hoo! that's so interesting <laughs> i i feel so fulfilled now that we've managed to do <laughs> I feel free. I feel free. Uh, I'm free of the pressure. Well, no, the pressure's, the pressure's still there, but actually I feel like I have a healthier You're relationship aware with of it, it now. I'm aware of, it. aware of it. And also I, I currently am using it in a, in a way that allows me to um, make stuff consistently. Which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say the nice thing about this is that there is a happy ending. If we had have had this this discussion just after Christmas, maybe we would have been in like, oh my gosh, yeah, the heck, right. whereas now... We know that you have your creative outlet and it's doing really well. And, mm-hmm. and you know, screw those Ferris wheel businessmen. Look yeah, at it's doing nothing. <laughs> Look at me. I'm naked, Ferris wheel businessmen. Look at me. That is what I'm, I'm naked doing and TikTok famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. I'm putting myself out there with my, with my little animations. I'm bearing my creative nakedness to the world. <laughs> I think that sort of stuff is always like um, it, it's such a, a gamble to show like a new side of yourself, not not in the nudity, but in, in the mind <laughs> nudity. Yeah, because um, I get moments like that where because obviously like there's a difference between when you've got um, say like a recorded YouTube uh, video where you can cut some of the weird stuff out, or like back when we started this podcast, I was thinking, oh no, like should I? I remember when I was editing them, I'd be like, I should take this out. I should take this out. That's a bit too weird. Whereas doing live stuff and having like not editing this anymore, I've become a bit more like, ah, like the other week I was talking about pissing on rhubarb. I'm just like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone will find it weird and I'll stop listening. Maybe yeah. someone else will be like, hey, me too. You know, I don't I mind do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think there's also something to be said with like, volume like creating a lot of stuff or putting a lot of stuff out it becomes easier to put it out than if it's like one special thing because um like i for the longest time my goal was like make a feature film and i was like or or make it make a film of any kind really and i'd done it when i was younger but then i'd started work at at yogs and then a few years went by before i'd made anything and suddenly it was like well the next thing i make has to be the best thing ever and it has to represent me in every single way and it has to be like the, the best thing I've ever made and the weird thing yeah. was that I could go to work because just I, I you know making videos at work easy no problem churning out stuff every day no problem no 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 block at all and then I'd go home and it's like right my personal project now and this is the thing where it's like oh well this is this is me this is like my whole identity needs to be summed up in this thing I make so it needs to be the best thing ever and that's super crippling to any creativity because you can't come from a starting point of like this has to be perfect because you'll never make anything you'll stop yourself before you've even started because it's impossible to make something perfect yeah if you if you do get that like good first thing there's like the awkward second album feeling as well like Mm -hmm. what if it's not as good this time so even more pressure yeah (laughs) damned if you do 
thing for me that that got me making stuff was I'm I well partly it was switching to animation which I'd never done before so there wasn't that expectation in my brain of you need to be a good animator I knew I was a bad animator I'd never animate before so no one there was no expectation in my head of being good at it and then also yeah. like trying to embrace the idea of being bad at making something I was like just make something bad and in a way that's the most yeah. free and creative thing you can do is actively yeah. try to make something bad then there's Definitely. no stakes there's no pressure yeah you just end up having so much more fun with it when you Absolutely. take that approach and it's sure. like why why do we do this stuff in the first place it's generally because at some point we were like this is the funnest thing ever i want to do this more and yeah. i think you know as you become a grown-up and you're like well now we have to be serious so we have to turn this into a real thing then that's where that that fun side of it gets sort of zapped out of it a little bit so yeah trying mm -hmm. to be trying to be just silly and have fun with it is, is so good when you can crack that yeah I think definitely. like now you've said that that just brings like so much more meaning to the 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 businessmen on the Ferris wheel because mm. it's like they're doing it wrong like it's meant to be a fun thing and instead and they're in suits they're sitting oh on it God, on yeah. their suits they should just be enjoying the ride like don't oh. they're not where they are yeah this, this exactly. dream is so good oh my god there's so many oniony layers to it <laughs> so many layers <laughs> god yeah so we got we got through we got through so much didn't we did we we did yeah yeah, yeah my ear hole balls inky fingers nakedness i guess the other thing was oh. the windy windy shuttered windows um but i guess is that is that the monster still outside or is that you know mm. trying to close the windows to my to my soul is that what you're saying the i'm house gonna was? look up i'll look up wind and window see if there's anything in there about uh yeah because i remember it being quite like a horror movie image of um you know the sort of rickety thin wooden windows sort of clacking in the breeze um, like a storm yeah. or something. I guess it would kind of be kind something like you know trying to protect it. Like if the house was very rickety and stuff, mm. you don't want the wind like damaging it and like destroying this little shell that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what does Ooh. your book say, Brownie? In dreams, the wind symbolizes the intellect. It will depend on the force of the wind, how we interpret the dream. For instance, a breeze would suggest gentleness and pleasure. An idea or concept we have is beginning to move us. A gale might indicate a principle we feel passionately about. So it's like you just had such a creative force. It was just banging at the windows, just like, release me. Let me in. <laughs> you had to go onto the roof to free it. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Hey, that makes sense. It all, it all ties together. Everything makes sense. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I like the dream stuff. I, I, I love the idea that you can use it to because you're sort of answering your own questions, aren't you? It's not that the yeah. it's not that the dream necessarily is trying to tell you anything. It's that you can use it to come up with your own conclusion. Exactly. It's like when you read a horoscope and you're like, oh, that that probably relates to so and so. I have this to do blah blah exactly. blah I will like you have, have a, a good dream. or bad day that's yeah. true yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not that it's like magic it's that it's a yeah. different way of framing your brain for a second yeah like I'm gonna look you just kind of look at your own sort of life and things that are on your mind and you think oh maybe maybe you know I should have approached it this way you know the dream's telling me you know to think about something that I've not necessarily thought about today yeah so yeah I do love that because I've been reading uh, my classic Greek mythology recently oh. and uh, reading about stuff like the, um, uh, uh, like at Delphi, the oracles there. 
and how people would go along and they'd be like, they'd ask a simple question and just be like, should I buy a horse? And the oracle would always be like, look to the hill and when the seed drops, the wind shall make a breeze. And they'd be like, what the heck? And uh-huh. I feel like that's the sort of stuff that your brain does when you're like, I'm sad about this. But instead your brain is like, let me give you a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you just tell me what to do, please? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, if your dreams. It's the spiders. Yeah. The, oh. the, the spiders give us riddles, and that's our dream. <laughs> oh my God, spiders giving you riddles, yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty boring if your dreams were just like a to do list. Like, okay, here's what you that's need to do true. to fix yourself. Um, try this and this. Like, it would, it would have slightly less impact if you just got told off every night by your brain. <laughs> it's just you sitting down with, what, what's that guy? Is it like Alan Bennett or whatever? Just sitting there being like, well, you're sad about this, and uh, you really should call your mum, shouldn't yeah. you? And, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm glad that we actually got to the bottom of a dream. Me too. It's been an absolute delight having you on, Tom. Thank you very much. It has been lovely. It's been so wonderful exploring my brain with with you both. Thank you so much for having me. Flashing around in there. Flashing around in my fresh brain. (laughs) Lovely. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Where, where on the the famous TikToks and the and the other various projects? Where, where can you be found? Well, I'm I'm mostly found on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, Tom P Bates. Um, that's where you'll find my little animations. The spawn, the thing that spawned from this dream, you will find yes. on my Instagram and TikTok and my YouTube. But my YouTube, they're all Tom uh, Tom P Bates, or YouTube is Tom Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go go go. Check it out. They're fun and Definitely weird. Definitely check them out. They're so good. Oh, thank so, you. so good. Yeah, so good. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Yeah. There's a very boopable snoot in there as well. Definitely. What, a marmalade? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the first one and that's all I could think. I had to watch it like three times because the first time I was just like, <laughs> look at that nose. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm actually going to pay attention this time. <laughs> Well, well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. Kirsty, as thank always. Thank you, Bryony. And thank you, Tom. Yeah, thank you very much, Tom. Thank you, Bryony and Kirsty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's> so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to the spiders as well. Thank oh, you, Brain oh, Spiders. Us. spiders. <laughs> thank you for providing us with these delicious dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye.